welcome victims to the newest episode of the before it was cool podcast we have spooky shaky shaky jay and tom on terrible treads yeah i'm over that now um hey tom (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna put a little horror element under that like a little scream uh so as you could tell by my, um, to be honest, quite fantastic and very well thought out of all like 10 seconds intro, um, we are talking horror because <laughs> it is Halloween at the moment. It hasn't, like, it's not a couple of days afterwards because of us having prior commitments, but we are definitely recording on the Sunday of Halloween. Yeah, it's definitely Halloween. Yeah, it's definitely like, and, October 31st. And anyone, who, anyone who says otherwise has no proof and just doesn't love us enough. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we wouldn't lie to you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whoever you are. Yeah. Hey, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Oh, um, God. We're predominantly going to be talking horror for this one, just trying to keep with the theme of the of the time of year. Um, Mainly, like, um, I was going to think, I was thinking the first horror movie that ever scared us. Um, <laughs> top three horror movies. Um, Favorite villain. Um, horror movies they gave us nightmares well see that kind of comes into the first one that scared us but yeah we can talk that too as part of all that mm, yeah kind of because I've got two different answers and the horror movie they feel is the most overrated oh yeah, yeah okay oh, and the uh, best classic horror movie and the best middle horror movie and the best modern horror movie I consider classic from like the thirties to the like seventies, seventies to maybe twenty ten, and twenty ten to now. Okay, sounds good. Anyway, cue the music. that uh specialized uh music there i i i definitely made a theme already and it's definitely going in and it's definitely halloween themed it wasn't thought of like a few minutes ago when we were talking before the episode yeah i swear we jay didn't have like a creative epiphany when we were talking about an idea for it all and just went with it um yeah exactly okay so um (laughs) let's go with horror movies from each era so you said up until the 70s for your first one yeah from like the invention of film up until the 70s and that like counts out like the zombie craze that came in the 70s and 80s yeah your dawn of the dead zombie craze yeah day of the dead dawn of the dead all those the uh, ramirez movies pretty much yeah um okay i've got to quickly double check some dates for this, but um, you talk like, about yours, and I'll ignore you. In that, in that era, <laughs> in that era, you've got all the Universal monsters, like the classic, uh, Frankenstein, the classic, uh, Mummy, the classic Invisible Man, Dracula, all that stuff. Yeah, um, I'm the, pretty sure it's man, Christopher Lee's got, Dracula. Oh uh, no, Christopher Lee's Dracula wasn't the first of the Universals. It came out with Hammer. Oh, I know it wasn't the first. I definitely know that. 
but it came out in that era, didn't it? Like, uh, no, it, it no. late in that era. No, so there was the first era of it, which was the Universal Monster era, where they had Monster, control of the horror. Yeah, that... And that was... The, um, there were two. There was Nosferatu, and then there was Count Dracula. Yeah. Nosferatu is the silent film. Count yeah, it was based Dracula, on Dracula is but the it wasn't able to be Dracula. And it's, um... Yeah. yeah. But, um, and no, it's so a really gnarly-looking one. That was the early... There was the first one, and then later on came the Hammer films, which was Christopher Lee's Dracula. The first Dracula's... Well, the two main monster... Well, sorry, the three main monster performers were Lon Chaney Jr. This is talking the, um... What's his name? The Universal Monsters. There was Lon Chaney Jr., who was the Wolfman. There was yeah. Bela Lugosi. Who was... I'm just double-checking. Uh, he, w- he was Frankenstein, I believe. No, he was Dracula. Dracula. Um, oh, yeah, of course. He worked with Ed Wood. Yeah, yeah. So that was Bela Lugosi, and then there was Boris Karloff. Who was who um, was Dracula? Yeah, I mean uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah, and um, like there was a lot of crossover between them. Like I think one of them was also like the eagle played the eagle character at one point. Like there's a lot of crossover in there. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I'm not talking about that era, like because that was the first era of the Universal Monsters. Yeah, was, then after that, and it was then the there Hammer was films, a, which was Christopher the second Lee and coming. It, yeah, the second coming was the Hammer films. So that wasn't by Universal. Yeah. But that was um, Peter well, Cushing. What, what year was that? What year was that? I think that was probably the 60s. Let me check. Um, so it was in that era. It's still part of that, all that era, yeah. But um, they're still not considered the same part. Uh, 58 was Peter Cushing in Dracula which, with Christopher yep. Lee. Peter Cushing as Van Helsing oh, and yeah. Dracula played by there. And then Peter Cushing moved away from being Van Helsing and played... Um, uh, Dr. Frankenstein quite a few times. Yeah. And if I'm correct... Funny, in one of the early Frankensteins, the guy who plays Frankenstein Monster is actually the guy who plays Darth Vader. It wouldn't be that... That's where he made that. his name in Monster Films. Because the uh, early the guy in the actual... All, the early Frankensteins were all Lugosi. Um, yeah. No, not Lugosi, um... Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff, and then later on, Christopher Lee was Dracula. Was um Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about after that. Okay, it's still in the sixties, but it was there was a group of films made after that. Okay, and that's where George Lucas discovered him. He's a six and a half foot, close to seven foot dude that I uh, filled out the black suit and just made Darth Vader look really intimidating. Problem was that he had a Cockney British accent. I thought he was Welsh. Yeah, yeah, British. So like Welsh the British. Is a bit oh no, he's English. Sorry. Um. So yeah, he was. But yeah, yeah he didn't up, have yes, the no. voice of Darth Vader, oh, and he didn't know that uh, he got replaced by James Earl Jones till the premiere. He's like, that's not my voice. The first one, Okay, so he was the creation in the horror of Frankenstein in 1970. Yeah. Um, he was also in A Clockwork Orange, a bit of Doctor Who, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, um, Star Wars, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, David Prowse doing the body, yeah. But, um, yeah. 
Yes, but anyway, uh, back to the original subject. From that era, I would have to say probably Nosferatu. I love that movie. I've seen it like because it doesn't go for very long, but I've seen oh, it no. probably a hundred times. Uh, and it's a silent film, so I can just have it on. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's it was such an iconic movie for horror. Like there was only. I think two movies that came before it when it came to horror, one being the um, closet of Dr. Caligari. And then there's another older version of Frankenstein, apparently. Yeah. I've but, um, never seen those two. Yeah. I just knew Nosferatu. And then so that, yeah, the Nosferatu guy who plays directly just looks gnarly. Oh yeah. The makeup that was done is amazing though. Apparently, um, yeah. if you actually watch it, it's a little bit anti-Semitic. Like, it does play very, very heavily oh, yeah. the stereotypes of the Jews, which is... It is. It's yeah. very anti-Semitic. Like, very anti-Semitic. Mm. There's a reason why Nosferatu has a big nose. Yeah. Like, and not a good reason. Uh, everyone loves a stereotype. Yeah. Um, what would your choice be before we get sued... Why? We're not, we're not agreeing with it. We're just saying it's a good movie that had its issues. Um, we're not going to get yeah. sued for that. Um, so, landmark movie. For me, what I'll I would put have it to that say, way. What I'd have to say is the 1933 King Kong. Uh, see, I didn't even think of the kaiju pictures. Well, like, they're not horror by any means nowadays, but back then, it was yeah. a major thing. And the amount of techniques that they learnt after that period... It's so big, and it did so much for cinema. Like, um, because like, I haven't watched a huge amount of the real classics, like the um, Universal monsters, any of that sort of thing, other than what I've seen, like just clips of. But yeah, um, I and I have nothing but respect for them. Don't ever get me wrong. But King Kong just did so much, like the filming techniques that they did for that movie, and it created a legacy that of like the Kong movies which are still going today. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'll put King Kong up there. Um for its time it was horror. It wouldn't be considered horror now, it's more action adventure. But um Yeah. Because as everyone knows, horror gets desensitized over time, like it changes. Um what's yeah. scary Yeah, it's all jump scares. Uh it depends on the movie. There are some I have seen that have not been jump scares and they have been really, really good. Um, yeah, true. And yeah, it's so much of it was dominated by jump scares, especially in the early like 2010 period. Um, your paranormal activities, your um, what's his name? Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Well, Blair Witch wasn't was jump scare found, found footage. footage. Found footage and jump scares, and then the torture porn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks. Saw. Thank you, James Wan. You dickhead. I'm joking. I actually think he makes really good movies, but still. But yeah, like they all had their, they <laughs> kind of took over horror for that bit and took away some of the best things about horror, which was strong writing, suspense, and one positive, at least they still use a lot more practical effects. Like the Paranormal yeah. Activity series was very practical and early saws were much more practical too. Um, yeah. That's talking up until the 70s, wasn't it? Okay. Up it's 1970, but I have to clarify something. Does that era include radio uh, plays or just TV or uh, just movies? I should say. So you're thinking more so of the radio world? plays? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I would say no that, because there we was are nothing like movies. It. 
horror movies kind of covers that. Like, otherwise, like, are we yeah, going to also add in books? Because there are so many books that we can add in with an e- at ease. And I mean, true, true. And that actually, especially you know what? next year. You know what? Um, one thing I will, we'll talk about at the end of this is favorite Stephen King adaptation. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll do that later. It could we'll be hard. So, from the 1970s to what did you say? The 2010s. Um, yeah, t- 1970s. Actually, we'll go 1970 to about 90. Uh, probably 2000. Yeah, that still doesn't help me. And 2000 um, onwards. Okay, so um, I've got yeah, because I just plucked out the worst decade in horror history. In 20, 2000 to 2010, there was like nothing good in that era. It was pretty lacking. I'm not going to deny it. But um, yeah. So what are your three? I'm I've, I have to pick three. Um. <laughs> um See, it's really hard. I'm definitely not picking Friday the 13th. I'm sorry for all the people out there that want me to pick that, but it was a straight rip-off of my number one choice, which is Halloween itself. It started the Slasher craze. Uh, It didn't actually start the Slasher craze. There was something before it. Sorry, it popularized the Slasher craze. There we go. Yeah, before that, there was, um, I think, Black Christmas and Alice Sweet Alice, which were very much the first Slashers. But, um, yeah, Halloween made a big Friday the 13th was literally... The writers have even gone on record saying this, that it was a direct rip-off of uh, Halloween. Well, see... Exactly the same, just based in a different location. They wanted to play up the slasher sort of thing, but the thing is, the first one, when you think about it, like, is at least a bit more of an original movie. Like, with it being um, Mrs. Voorhees. Spoilers for anyone who doesn't know that one. um, Being... Mrs. Voorhees being the killer and then only revealing Jason in a little dream sort of thing and then creating Jason as pretty much a rip-off Michael Myers. Yeah. Although it was the only... It was the very first movie that ever gave me a jump scare. Yeah? When um, Michael pops out... Of the, not Michael, Jason pops out of the water at the end. Oh, yeah, it made me jump and go, what the... F-? <laughs> yeah, it scared Fantastic. the living hell out of me. But first peak has to be Halloween. Yep. Because uh, it popularized all the shit that we're talking about to this day. Mm-hmm. Second peak, I don't really like uh, zombie movies because I think people that believe they're real, real uh, fools. But uh, second peak would have to be... Oh, fuck. I don't know. Do you want me to go through my three and give you time to think? Yeah, because I know what my number one pick will be. I just don't know what my number two will okay. be. So my three, and I'm including one of these, is definitely, it's it's got so much horror, it's just made for a kid audience, and that's Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins is an amazing movie. It's entertaining as hell. The creature effects are amazing. Like, you show nearly anyone gizmo and they and tell them not to fall in love, and they'll still fall in love. Because um, Gremlins pre- One is a horror movie, but Gremlins Two is not. Uh yeah, like Gremlins Two is nowhere near as horror. But the thing is, they actually did it as a take the piss out of the whole thing. Like they've even got Hulk Hogan in there threatening the Gremlins for ruining a movie. Yeah, to like, turn the movie back on. <laughs> yeah. So um, so Gremlins is one of my favorite horror movies. Um, number two would probably be Evil Dead Two. Oh fuck! I forgot about them. <laughs> Um, 
Evil Dead 2 is great. I love it. Um, it was like it was kind of a retelling of number one because they actually lost the rights to it. So they, like yeah. Sam Raimi did, so yeah, he pretty much redid it, made it better. And number two is great. Like it's that good mix of horror and comedy without getting too stupid. Um, Bruce Campbell's yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> the I, will, I will sing his praises from the rooftops. I think he's great. Um, yeah. And yeah, but it's got some such iconic lines, great one lines. Um, the Deadites are awesome, and the makeup effects for that are great. And once again, talking similar to King Kong, the some of the techniques that Sam Raimi brought in, like the dolly and running along with it to make the thing seem like it's flying through, and some of the stuff they did was just really cool for um, filmmaking. And my number one horror movie, and people will be surprised because I'm not including Silence of the Lambs as a horror movie as much as I love it. I will actually generally consider that a psychological thriller, which is very close, but I will not consider, consider it a horror movie. Um, oh, I might even argue with you on that one. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm happy to debate it, but I'll say my number one is The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. The Exorcist, Fuck, I didn't even think about that. The Exorcist is probably one of the best written movies there is out there, though. Um, like, the effects they used in it were just simple but great. Reagan as the possessed girl and the lines they have are just deeply disturbing to this day. Um, it is just amazing. It's just a really good movie. Uh, we'll give um, special mentions to The Shining. Yeah. Um, the Shining is an amazing movie. Of course. Um, yeah, just The Shining. That's the only one I can think of for a special mention. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna... I've got a few honorable mentions in mm. this era but yeah oh and i'll also put in um, i'll also put in as an honorable mention um child's play and um i and um nightmare on elm street yeah all right my do you know what the very first film to ever have someone uh, have a heart attack and die in the cinema was no idea most people would say The Exorcist because it did it three times. But it wasn't that. It was in 1933 at The Phantom of the Opera. Okay. What, the face reveal sort of moment? Yeah, when the face reveal, the mangled face gave someone a heart attack. Wow, that's... um. Yeah. And I don't imagine that medicine was that great for dealing with heart attacks at that point. Yeah, the person um, did not walk away from that one. But yeah, my number two, because I also forgot about, the problem is I forgot about the Sam Raimi stuff, which actually made it harder because I was tossing up because you also had all the Wes Craven, all the John Carpenters, all mm-hmm. the Stephen King adaptations, all the Sam Raimi stuff. All in that era, so it's really, really bloody hard. You even had some, you had some Kubricks and um, some what's his name, um, Hitchcock was probably around that era too. Yeah, yeah, he finished his career. Even Jaws. Yeah, Jaws was another one I was about to put as a um, honorable mention, as well as Poltergeist. Yeah, you also had all them, which was Spielberg. All the good ones, anyway. Yeah, you also had uh. Like Star Wars, 
Yeah, but that's not horror. Uh, the prequel, prequel trilogy was pretty horrific. Yet they were horrible, but not horror. Um, so yeah, my number two would have to be, oh fuck, and you also got Aliens. Oh, and Alien. I, I did forget about Alien and Predator. Yeah, oh, Predator was more action, whereas yeah. Alien was more a horror movie in space. Yeah, sorry, put Alien in. Aliens another, was um, more sci-fi. Aliens was more action horror, whereas yeah. Alien action, was horror sci-fi horror. horror. Was great. And yeah. then we don't talk about the rest of the movies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll actually probably put Alien at number two. No, that's fair. And amazing. My number one, it's purely because I love it, and he made it as G.O. on his own back, is Robert England's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Robert England's? Damien Wes Craven's? Yeah. Yeah, but he played Freddy. Yeah, he was just a performer. He didn't write it or direct it. Yeah, but, like, they tried to do Freddy without him and it was shit. Oh, yeah. Um, like, See, they could make a Freddy today now that Wes Craven's dead. As long as he's playing Freddy, it would be alright. Yeah. Oh, well, like, <laughs> I don't even mind Jackie Earl Healy as Freddy, but it was the rest of the stuff. Like, it was poorly written other characters bad makeup like it was and it was bad story well no it was the same story and that's the issue like if you're going to do a remake it wasn't exactly the same they They added heats more to it they add yeah they did but they recreated all these iconic moments and that's gonna fail any remake because they're gonna be compared to the original way too often like they had to do things that were different but still paid a little bit of homage to the classic sort of thing and yeah right there are remakes that tread that line and do it very well, but well, there are some remakes that don't. Well, one of the big all. examples that people talk about is the remake of Psycho, um, with Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates. Yeah, Gus Van Zandt was the uh, director, and it's a shot for shot, re- shot for shot remake, and it's just awful because it's yeah. Although I still have a very soft spot for that film. You're gross. Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Not that fleas in it. <laughs> oh, um, see, Plus, Gus Van Sand did the cover art for Bloodshot's Sex Magic. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Imagine but that yeah, cover, uh, that was done by Geiger, the one who created like all the alien eggs and stuff. What was that? Sorry. Imagine the cover of Bl- Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but it was done by um H.R. Geiger, the one who designed all the aliens stuff. <gasps> Yeah, just the, instead of their tongues creating like a wave around a rose, it would be face huggers just coming out of an egg in the center. It would be it'd be very interesting form. to see. Um, if you listen to this and you're able to draw that and show us, we'd be very intrigued to see that. Um, yes. Okay, so moving to the more modern era, I can. I've got a few honorable mentions before we move on. Oh, yeah, I want to give honorable mentions to Scream. Because it, well, it, it wasn't original by any sense of the mean, uh, the any sense of the meaning of the word, but the way it advertised, and I was probably just old enough to know what advertising meant at the time, but uh, 
the way he advertised that its final goal was going to be Drew Barrymore, and he and killed her the... off in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. It hadn't been like that shock. Hasn't been done since. Yeah, if you know what I mean, because like everything's already been done. And then I've got to give like a shout out to the. Oh well, no, thing. no, no. Just like, just wait. I just got to quickly interrupt you. So, killing off the main character, what everyone believes was the main character early in the movie, that had been done before. That was done. Yeah, but not to that extent. Are you kidding? But Psycho. not to that extent. Everyone had. Adver- yeah. Psycho had advertised Janet Lee as the starlet for the entire thing. She gets killed off early to the degree that um, if a theater wanted to show Psycho. They weren't allowed to let anyone in late, so it didn't break the um, twist. Yeah, but that's also Hitchcock being Hitchcock. But what I'm more mean is, like, they paid at the arse to get Drew Barrymore on that movie. Like, she was going to be the star of the movie. They were pushing her like she was the star of the movie, all this shit. Which they did in Psycho, but they did it on less budget. But for, at the time, Janet Lee was popular, but she was nowhere near the size of Drew Barrymore. Oh, no, no. You know what I mean? Whereas Drew Barrymore was seen as this... 90s, 2000s. Yeah, she was seen as the final girl. She was going to be the final girl. Which is funny, because Janet Lee wasn't a final girl, but her daughter introduced the concept of the final girl. Yeah, and the screen queen being um Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, exactly. That's where the Lee comes from. Everybody remembers that her father was Tony Curtis, but they forget her mother was Janet Lee. Yeah. Um so what are your other honorable mentions? Uh yeah, the thing by John Carpenter, the practical effects in that were just fucking uh, phenomenal. was that um Harryhausen? Um I can't remember who did it, but yeah, amazing practical effects, like amazing puppetry, slight animatronics. It was just yeah. juicy, gory fun. And, and uh, pretty much all of David Cronenberg's inventions during the yeah. era. Yes, yeah, David so Cronenberg. Good. Sorry, not um Harryhausen. Harryhausen was much earlier. Yeah, but like he also did the fly. He uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? One where he goes to put a VHS in his stomach. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. But uh, also, uh, Ramirez, I can't pronounce his first name, so I'm not going to be a racist white man and try. Um, no, Trying's usually okay. It's giving up and just saying, oh, I'm just going to call him Bob. Um. <laughs> but I'm not even going to give it a shot. Okay. Sorry. It might be actually something simple like George. Who's, who yeah, thinking? it is. George M- Ramirez, the zombie grace starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me check. So uh, George H? I'll tell you in a few seconds. George A. Romero. Yeah, Romero. Why am I saying Ramirez? See, you are a racist because you just said a generic Mexican-sounding last name. Assuming. <laughs> uh, I can't even think right now. What it... you've also got in the nineties, like the Dawn of not Dawn of the Dead, I uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. 
No, no, the one Land from of the dead, Robert like all Rob of the dead, the, the ones that kept going. No, no, Robert Rodriguez with uh, Quentin Tarantino and oh, George the... Clooney. Oh, um, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn, that's what I'm thinking of. You got all them as well, and yeah. I, it's hard, like I said earlier, that 30-year stretch there is just fucking phenomenal for our movies. Oh, absolutely. Okay, the modern era. Now, I haven't actually watched that much. I've only, like, only the last couple of years really gotten into horror movies. So, um... Yeah. That's why I'm trying to hit up, like, the ones that everyone talks about in the, like, that era we were just talking. But I haven't been hitting up a lot of the newer ones that are around. But um, there's one that definitely stands out for me, like the one that I enjoyed the most, mainly because just the writing in it was so good. Um, that? And that's The Babadook. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's solid. Like, the writing in it is amazing. The acting in it from the two main characters is so good. Like, the kid, the mother just being exhausted and being, like, it all being, like, an analogy for grief. Um, I rate The Babadook incredibly highly. Um, I haven't really watched a huge amount of other ones of late, um, sadly. Um, but I am meaning to see things like, um, Insidious, It Follows, Parasite, um, I haven't seen Parasite yet. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. There's, I wonder. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, um, what are the ones by, done From by, the... is it Peel or Key? I can't remember. That's, uh, uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, I want Peele. to see his ones as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I haven't seen Candyman yet. And that I'm, was another one from the former era. Yeah. But I haven't seen that yet, but Get Out is brilliant. I've heard and, of uh, Us, or, is it Us, or? This is Us. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's just Us, I think. Um, yeah, yeah like, there's also us things like Insidious. Is pretty good. I really want to see Insidious as well. There's um, Hereditary, yeah. which is supposed to be oh, very, very good. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I I've, love that movie so much. I've got a lot of movies I need to watch, to be honest. Um, but yeah, what about you? So what's your modern masterpiece, as it were? Um, It's kind of slim pickings from this era. Like You've got iconic movies... Like uh, Blair Witch Project from the well, like the first year of this era, and really? unless you include late ninety nine two thousand as the previous era, I'd in the found it. footage it kind of started it. Well, it helped. Uh, got... There were some other ones that were around before, but the Blair Witch is what really brought it to the fore. I should like with Halloween, I should say popularized. Uh or not even really popularized because. It didn't. Nothing happened until like five years, six years later. Oh no! It would have been longer than that. It would have been almost ten years later, when uh, Paranormal Activity came out, and then found footage just went fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, Paranormal Activity and Cloverfield's the thing that really brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I would have to say Insidious, like or the entire franchise. Insidious? Yeah. They're both... What they're all... Franchise? What? What's part of the Insidious franchise? 
All the Insidious films. I didn't know that. Like, see, I'm still. Oh, okay. I so think maybe you're Chapter thinking of the Conjuring three. franchise. No, 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 no. I know, I know what the Conjuring is. It's one I've actually watched. I just, yeah, I had. When you said franchise, I thought you were meaning like there was other like link things, like how Conjuring and Paranormal Activity have their separate things. But um. No, yeah. no. There's I, like I've... fifty fucking Insidious films. Like, there isn't literally 50, but there's a lot of them. Um, what do you think? Do you, like, do you, like, the sequels, are they worth it, or? Yeah, yeah, they're all pretty good in their own right. I also left out the Conjuring universe. Like, See, the Annabelle films, all that stuff. The mainline Conjuring films. That's why it's not getting there, because of the... Uh, sub films like Annabelle and all them, but like the mainline Conjuring films are pretty good. Yeah, like I watched the first one, like it was good and all, but it was just, it was just too jump scary. Like yes, there was a bit more storyline there, but like it was, yeah, like it was. I'll say it was better than Paranormal Activity, but yeah, I don't think it even like touches the boots of a lot of the other modern horror masterpieces that have been coming out. Yeah, true. True that, but yeah, like, it gets let down so much by pretty much everything that followed it. I don't include Saw because, in a way, they weren't fucking scary. They were just funny to well, me, um, anyway. Let's see, that's, for me, is similar when I'm watching um Final Destination. Yeah. Like, those movies just crack. Although... I'm still deadly afraid to walk under a cream with glass on it. Really? Or it's... drive behind a truck. Yeah, I think everyone's afraid to it. drive behind a truck with logs on it. Um, but yeah, like, I've seen that meme go around Facebook so many times, it's great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so um, uh, let's talk about the king of horror, pun intended. Um, Stephen King, what's your favorite Stephen King adaptation? And I'm going to say I'm only going to include his horror movie adaptations because he has... I was going to say. Because there's, what, three movies that aren't horror movies, which being Shawshank, Stand By Me, and um, Green Mile. And Dolores Claiborne. I don't know that one. It's uh, starring uh, Kathy Bates. It's pretty good, actually. Okay. But See, there like, was a rumor that he didn't even write the dramatic novels. His wife did, but they got it penned under his name because he was more famous, all that shit. But that's a conspiracy theory. If you want conspiracy theories, go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, best adaptation just in movies, not TV. I'll include TV, so if you want to bring in, like, um, what's his name, the Duck Tower series, or the, um, It TV movie, go for it. Oh, shit. Um, I'm not gonna mention either of the It's, simply because they didn't go fuck as fucking insane as the book is. Yeah, not but the child orgy scene, but the, the turtle. They didn't have the turtle at the end of the, either well, one. That's the thing. If you well, the turtle was dead by the end of the book. Um, but if you actually yeah, but they didn't show him at all. Ah, oh, they did. They actually hinted it, to him a lot. 
If you yeah, but watched, they didn't show him. Yeah, they didn't show him. But if you watch the second, the the um newer versions, um, you actually yeah, there's a lot of references to the turtle. Really subtle. If you go to um, there's a YouTube channel called um CZ's World. He's just a yeah. horror. Um, like he's he does a whole thing called Things You Missed. Says like Easter eggs and stuff in horror movies, and the ones he does for it are really good, and they show a lot of the turtle that you don't even pick up on. Yeah. But um. Uh, yeah, so that's something. But to yeah, I, I think uh, I love the mist. I mist well, I know it cops some flack, but I love the mist. Uh Asylum's lot is a classic, and so is Kudra. Uh, and Pet Cemetery, the original, not that shitty remake. Um, um, no, Carrie? The Pointless Gore Podcast is now on Patreon. There are six tiers to choose from, ranging from $1 to $100. $1 gets you just to help. $3 gets you a shout-out in every episode, except for the episodes in the next tier. $10 gets you your choice. You choose the topic, and I record a solo episode dedicated to you with no ads or other Patreon shout-outs. $15 is Produce It Up. You get the opportunity to choose the week's topic and the co-host. The code should be attainable and knowledgeable on the subjects. 26 spots available. $50 gets you the VIP co-host position. Three spots available. $100 is make the school podcast your own. You and a person of your choosing make an episode. You can even change the intro music and artwork and you can edit or ask Tom to edit to your specifications. Go to patreon.com before IWC and you will get to our landing page. That's patreon.com before IWC. Please support us so that we can continue to provide you with quality content each and every week. Yeah, oh, I forgot about Carrie and Christine. Yeah. Fucking hell, this man's... Oh, he's done so much. Oh, God. I mean, then you've he's also got... got so um, many. What is it, 1308? Yeah. Oh, 1408. 1408, sorry. You've also got The Shining. And you got Misery. Yeah, and that's my pick, Misery. Um, They did a whole oh, movie pretty fuck, much based that hobbling like... scene. Oh, it's brutal. It's not as brutal as in the book. Um, yeah. Where it's done with an axe and a blowtorch. Um, but Kathy Bates, I mean, fuck, she's just amazing. Um, She's so good she in that is. role. James Khan's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to try and deny his thing, but her abil- her acting chops in that movie are so good. And the fact that the whole movie is based pretty much in one mo- room for the entire time. Yeah. That in itself uh, is so huge. Actually, yeah, I'll go along with you and I'll say Misery. Yeah. It's the only one of his films that has had an outlasting memory implanted in my mind. The hobbling scene? See, um, and if you don't know what really? we're talking about, it's on YouTube. Yeah, oh, look it up. Just watch the whole movie. It's Hobbling great. misery, um, misery. Yeah, but not good. Tom, you, well, but it's still really good too. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. But, it's great. So Tom, to wait, watch, so you're saying but, it oh, hasn't God. got a moment that's etched in your brain, but you're saying that it's got a moment that's etched in your brain so well, but like here's Johnny, isn't from The Shining? Oh yeah, yeah, and. The the him with the bat scene where he's walking up the stairs, mm. 
She's like, going up backwards. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just oh, going to bash your brains in. Um, Is it back? Then you just think of the Simpsons oh, version God. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Give me the fat marsh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Make Homer go something. Make Homer something something. Go crazy. Go insane. Don't, don't mind if I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, God. Uh, um, sorry, yeah, another, sh- another horror movie, but horror musical for the previous eras that Two of them that didn't actually... I forgot to bring up. One being Little Shop of Horrors. Because that has a very much a horror element. Um, the original more so. The original? The Jack Nicholson version. Oh, the other one. The, the Rick Moranis version is so... Oh, is, no, sorry. The Jack Nicholson one is more horror. The musical one with Rick Moranis is just better. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then... Discovery here on that one. I was going to also include um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I didn't even think of that. But that in itself is more. So I classify that horror. more as musical, but that was still musical horror. comedy with it, and it's spoofed horror. It was more like your yeah, scary movie sort of things, except you know, good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, so you're going to go with Misery still? Yeah, yeah, I stick with Misery. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. It's amazing. Um, don't get me wrong, I put Shining very much up there. I actually really liked the remake of Carrie. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, well, there were two remakes. Yeah, I'm talking the one with um Chloe Grace Mortens. I think that's her name. Oh, uh, the most recent one. Yeah, that's yeah. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, I I didn't mind either any of the three Carries, but the Chloe Grace Moretz, they sorry. were better. Yeah, they were better in the uh, in the Carrie series in the Stephen King adaptation. Yeah, I'm very close to putting eyes. Uh, no, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Ah, uh, fucking. Uh, Salem's Lot up there. Very close, but I'm just gonna stick with Misery. Yeah. Um. Misery's just so good. Um, yeah. As I, I've, I've already said its praises. I don't need to say it again. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, if you haven't, go watch it. And it's good we're not talking about, you know, like Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> um, which is just awful. Um, I think that was the only one that he directed himself. Oh, there was a couple, I think, in the grand scheme of things, but that was one of the main ones. And yeah, it was it was bad. The only feature film that he directed himself. I think so he had a hand in the Shining remake, the made for TV version. Because okay, yeah, he hated one. the Kubrick version. Yeah, oh, he fucking despised it. Yeah. Um, though that being said, one good thing about Maximum Overdrive, the soundtrack. Yeah, true. You know who's the soundtrack? Do you know? For Maximum Overdrive, it was, uh, fucking, um, ah, fuck you, the name's on my tongue. Oh, fuck me. Really? You're a terrible terrible Australian rock head, like, rock musician enjoyer if you can't get this. Yeah, the name's right onto my tongue and I can hear the the music in my head. Ah. 
ACDC. The album it who is made, too. The album who made who I was, was about made, to say Cold Chisel, but that was wrong. No, um, who made who? The album was made as a soundtrack for um, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Fuck, how did I not? Yeah, well, no, I you, knew them. You're bad, and you but I was going to say Cold Chisel. No, so um, so yeah, it was interesting when they did it. Says um, so they had what? Who made who? The actual song on there, um. Like these are the these are the ones that were new songs for it. There was Who Made Who, Chase the Ace and DT. Chase the Ace and DT were both um instrumentals. Okay. Yeah, and they're solid too. They're great, and it's a fantastic album. Yeah. But it's um, but yeah, otherwise it's just like um, Who Made Who, You Shook Me All Night Long, Sink the Pink from Fly on the Wall, Ride On from Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Um, Hell's Bells from Back in Black, Shake Your Foundation from Fly on the Wall, and For Those About the Rock, We Salute You from For Those About the Rock, We Salute You. Um, and yeah, it was it's great. It's a fantastic album just for a really shit movie. It's like the um, Queen of the Dam soundtrack. Um, yeah. Like the Queen of the Dam soundtrack, amazing. Um, the movie, uh, yeah, don't talk about it. Do you know... Queen of the Damned is a sequel? Yeah, the first is Interview with the Vampire. Yes. Not yeah. many people know that. Yeah, it's part of the... It's all Anne Rice stuff. They think it's an anthology film as well, but no, it's a direct sequel. Yeah, just Tom Cruise didn't want it's to come just, back for it. Yeah, Tom Cruise didn't want to come back for it, plus he was too old to do the role. Really? Tom Cruise, is, Cruise barely ages, though, to be honest. Have you seen him recently? COVID took it a lot. Took took a lot out of everyone, Tom. Um, yeah. Oh, he's he's packed on a little bit of weight. Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "No, his next film is literally going to be in space. He's flying a rocket into space to make his next movie. He's packing on the beef because he's got to do that." I was gonna say, I was just, in training. After hearing you say that, I was just like, oh no, he's going to be in the next um, Fast and Furious movie, isn't he? <laughs> oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Okay, so, what's oh, the... God. so what, what do you think is the most overrated horror movie? <sighs> overrated horror movie? Um... Or horror movie franchise? I'm going to cop some shit for this. But uh, I'm going to say Friday the 13th. Okay. Got some ge- gems in it. Don't get me wrong. Some gems, but it's also got Jason X. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jason goes to New York and all this shit. It's, uh, it's got some gems, but it's touted as one of the greatest horror franchises of all time. That or the... Uh, Sans Lim series. Ooh, what? See, like I love Red Dragon. Hannibal Rise. No, I'm, I'm, I'm tr- was trying to get a rise out of you. I don't oh. believe that it's overrated at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hannibal was fucking awful. Um, like the final movie. Hannibal yeah. Was awful. Like Hannibal Rising was okay. Red Dragon and um, Sans Lim were amazing, and then the series. 
the Hannibal series was with Mads Mikkelsen was just just beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, it was. But yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Um, I do the get where, series. I do get where you're coming from. Um, I'd actually, I'd actually say Hostel. Yeah. So I didn't even include the torture porn series well, in. Uh, they're worth including because, in... like, the first Saw was great. It was well done. It was, but then there's like, okay, how can we do this be- bigger and better and more over the top? And it just became a pissing competition with their pre with the previous one. And yeah, true. Yeah. Um, like I do get those spiral is a very. I watched it the other day, and it's very good. Yeah, that's the next one in the Saw series, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Chris Rock bought the series, or he actually in real life bought the series, and uh, Spiral is the new continuation of the Saw series, and it is actually pretty good, although they have some continuity errors in there. Like, a couple of Jigsaw, Jigsaw doesn't target police. Huh? He literally has targeted police from the first movie. To the eighth movie in the franchise. Like, he um, specifically targets police. Like, um, one thing I want to know is, what is it with African-American comedians and doing stuff with horror recently? Well, uh, Jordan Pill actually said in an interview, and what, I'm not, I hope I don't come across as an ignorant racist here, but he said it's because we most of us grew up in low social economic areas. We either had the VHS ripoffs of the Japanese overdubbed with English uh, martial art films like uh, that's what created the Wu Tang Clan pretty much. Yeah, their love over those type of films, or they had the bootleg version of the horror films, hmm. and that's what they all grew up on in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And now that's what they're all making now. Because it's what they loved as a kid, and it's the whole nostalgia recreation. Exactly. And Jordan Peele and Chris Rock have pretty much proved that they're the best at it, because they know the subject matter. Yeah, they know enough to do it, but also enough to make new stuff with it. Um, Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, so that's, so we've talked about overrated. So who's your favorite slasher? No, who's your favorite overrated? Who? I said hostel. Sorry, not favorite overrated, but yeah, who do you think is overrated? Hostel. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what got us on Torchbond. Mm. Favorite slasher. Not just slasher. Sorry, uh, favorite villain. Favorite horror villain. Villain. Oh shit. Um. I'm either gonna have to go. Uh, no, yeah, for villain, I'm going to go Freddy Krueger. Krueger's great. Um, he did become a lot more jokey as the series went on. He did, but, but he never had to get rebooted or re. Oh, he did get remade, but it was a shit remake. Yeah, but he never had to get rebooted, as in like uh, all the films after this point don't count. Yeah, as in like Halloween, well, Halloween's got like three Halloween. different timelines now. 
Yeah, but everything from Halloween 1 after to Halloween that came out a few years ago have, were deleted from the timeline. They yeah. restarted. And, and Friday the like, 13th has had to do that. Chucky had to do that. Oh, uh, no, Chucky hasn't done that. Sorry, he just got remade to the only good horror remake that it has been. Although... Well, no, it wasn't remade because, because the, it's so different. Like, it's... The only similarity it's is It's more of a not, reboot. Actually, yeah, it would be a reboot because I'd be more the original character turns up. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's more of a reimagining because it's redone to such an nth degree. Like, they've taken out all the voodoo elements... It's just an AI that goes wrong. Yeah. Like it's Yeah. That, like it, it's almost yeah. it could almost more go into like your um like as a Terminator sequel when you really think about it. Um <laughs> actually yeah. But yeah, um But yeah. Probably Freddy. Oh, I have to go Freddy. Oh uh, Freddy's great. Like he's a fantastic character. Um and unlike so many other slasher villains. He had personality. Like, Michael Myers, like, don't get me wrong, intimidating as shit, but what can you tell me about him? Exactly. Um, so my Quite favorite... a bit if you watch the Rob Zombie remake. Oh, yeah, but... they make Went they make too him... far into it. They make him cry. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. He's supposed to be an unfeeling monster, and that's was his appeal. You can't give him too much more, in my opinion. But, um... Exactly. But, um, so what about you? Oh, Chucky. Charles Lee Ray, Chucky. Chucky. I mean, Brad Dourif is a god. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> he's so good. Like, don't get me wrong. Seed and Bri- like Bride was funny. Seed was pretty bad. But then the newer ones, so Cult of Chucky, um, Curse of Chucky, those ones are really, really good. Yeah. Um, I haven't Does he seen... play him in the Child's Play remake? The Child's Play remake? What, the one with the AI? No, that's um Mark Hamill. What is too? Yeah, it's Luke Skywalker, man. <laughs> I love that dude. Oh, Mark Hamill, he's great. Um, but they're also doing a Chucky series with Brad Dourif, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. That's um, why WWE is pushing Chucky so hard at the moment. Well, that and the fact that they have the son of someone who feuded with Chucky previously. Yeah, exactly. No, but Chucky is coming out on the USA Network in America, and most of WWE's programming, if not all of it, is on uh, the USA Network. Or Fox, isn't it? That's the other one? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, NXT and Raw are both USA. Yeah. And then the flagships at the moment. Like, SmackDown's good. Better than Raw, but um, yeah, they're not the big ones. It's not the big ones. Oh, no, they're earning more money than Raw at the moment because of the deal they signed with Fox. Oh, fair enough. Tell you what, though, they actually no, we're not going to talk about wrestling. We're talking horror here. Um, <laughs> okay, so no tangent. Okay, so first horror movie that scared you, even if it was just as a kid. That scared me. I was. Friday the 13th. Not Friday the 13th, uh, fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. First horror movie that didn't scare me was Friday the 13th. But, uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. It scared the living shit out of me. Didn't give me nightmares. 
surprisingly later was the I'll, I'll reveal it later on but it came almost 10 years later first film that gave me nightmares but yeah first one to scare the living shit out of me was Nightmare on Elm Street cool um, the first one for me and right, yeah. a lot of people wouldn't even consider it a horror movie and I'm not gonna argue that but I will say it's always got horror elements despite it being more of a comedy is so it was Ghostbusters 2 Bush <laughs> uh, fart I was petrified of Slimer really yeah so I saw it when I was so in 1995 so I was in year one so I was about six or seven or eight and yeah Slimer get like for years I'm talking like I was having nightmares about him uh, until I was like 12 or something shit yeah it, like as a wow. kid as a kid I did not like horror anything horror even things that weren't supposed to scare you scared me now as an adult like I love it I think it's really enjoyable but yeah as a kid nah don't want any fucking thing to do with it wow yeah, so... Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, like, if the Ghostbusters series was going to scare me as a kid, it would have been the first one with, with the, the dog. dogs. But, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, that would have been scary. That pretty much was scary for a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Slimer. Yeah, yeah, I was a, I was a little pussy. Wow. Um, yeah, that petrified me the thing is i was so afraid of things even pictures of chucky scared me um <laughs> actually again, yeah the, the, whole, the whole thing of a doll coming to life was fucking petrifying for me i love toy story don't get yeah. me wrong but um <laughs> but yeah the whole idea of a toy, coming toy to story life, could make it sound good like yeah like this is an example of how scared i was as a kid i used to have nightmares about cookie monster but it was only cooking wow. monster in certain things. And I used to have nightmares about aggro. But I'd still, wa- I'd still watch the motherfuckers. <laughs> well, um, one of your best jokes comes from Sesame Street. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I wouldn't say it's one of the best. I've not even, I haven't, I haven't done that joke on stage since then. I don't, oh no, since, no, I don't think I've even done it on stage since then. Since the competition. Yeah. Yeah. I just haven't done it again. Shit. So, um, I have been considering it, um, because I've been doing a couple more impressions in my jokes, um, yeah. that I've been writing. So yeah, I'll, I do need to bring it back because I do love that joke. It's just, I haven't been able to come up with a good follow-up to it, um, to keep <laughs> it going as if it's like an ongoing thing. It's just a, it's a one and done joke and it's kind of hard to segue in, um, because I like a bit of flow in my routine these days. But, um, you could have it as one of those jokes in between the long jokes. But it's it itself is a relatively long joke, especially when you've only got a five-minute set. Yeah, true. Don't get me wrong, I love it, and I will happily bring it back at some point. Um, but just yeah, gotta figure just, out how to. Yeah, and make it seem organic and real. But one day, one day. Um, one day. Yeah. So. So w- what's the next one? Well, it was about the nightmare sort of thing. What gave you nightmares? And I've kind of already brought mine oh. up by talking about what I did. Um, mine was a surprising one because it is not scary at all. I watched it in 97 and 
when I was watching, I was like, this is not scary at all. But it gave me fucking nightmares for months and months on end. Is I know what you did last summer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like I shouldn't laugh considering my reveal of like, <laughs> oh, fucking Slimer made me shit myself. Like it was... <laughs> Like no, but that scene where he drops the hook and he's walking across the park trying to kill Buffy or Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm. But he's trying to kill her. That just kept replaying over and over in my mind and gave me nightmares for weeks. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? The movie's not even fucking scary. I can still watch the movie at that time and today. And be like, this is the worst, shittest fucking slasher movie I've ever seen. Why they remade it into a TV series, I don't know, because it wasn't good then. But it gave me fucking nightmares. I don't think it was ever supposed to be good. Yeah. Although it spawned two sequels? I think so, yeah. Um, And one of them doesn't even have the original cast. Yeah, something like that. I can't really remember. Um, okay, yeah. so here's another question I've, I've got to add to all this, and that's your favorite um, hero in a series. So they don't have like I'm gonna say they have to be in at least two movies. Um, yeah. And yeah, so who would be your favorite hero in a horror series? Ah, uh, I used to love my uh, Randy from Scream. He played by Jamie Kennedy. He was just funny, and I could relate to him. The movie nerd that knew everything. Yeah. About movies. Um. There's uh Laurie like from Harry Road. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Loomis. By Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Doctor Loomis. By Donald Pleasant. Uh, great. Plus, I got Sydney Prescott from the Scream series. Got Nancy uh, as well in the um Friday series. Yeah, Friday thirteenth. Not Friday the thirteenth. Um, sure. Not Friday. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street. I was gonna say Friday is the one with uh, Ice Cube. Um, yeah, yeah. I was meaning Friday the thirteenth series. There, you knew what I meant. Um, yeah. Are you gonna include Ripley? You got Ripley, although only I would only call one. Of the Alien series, a yeah, horror movie. See, I'd say two has definite Still, horror elements. Um, but yeah, I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, uh, that's kind of a hard question. I think. Oh, yeah. You know, problem is, I'm thinking of one, but she wasn't in all the films, and I'm thinking of another. She was in all the films and she was a boss in all of them. And I'm thinking of another that in all well, the ones that are counted. Are. Say what they are, motherfucker. I'm thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis because she was in all of them that are counted. And the ones that I counted, she was in the only good ones. What H2O? In Halloween. Yeah, H2O. That's <laughs> about the only good one from that era. Uh,. Isn't that the and one I'm where also Buster thinking of Michael Myers. <laughs> that was brilliant. No, it wasn't. It was in the worst kind of way. Deliciously bad. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. I get you. Yeah. 
Oh, God. I would pay over and over again to watch Buster Rhymes win. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're a bad man. You should feel bad. I do. I do a little bit. But, uh... You've also got Sydney Prescott. And I fuck it. I'll go Sydney. Okay. She's one she's been the final girl in four films, a fifth coming out. She's a boss. Pretty much. See, I'm gonna have to go Donald Pleasance in um what's his name? In um in Halloween. Like just a really cool character. Just he's pretty much the new Van Helsing from the classic um, Draculas. He's great. Yeah, true. Um, so Doctor Loomis, for those who aren't sure. But I tell you what, one horror movie yeah. we didn't bring up, admittedly, from what I've been told, because I haven't seen them. Only the first one's good, and then the rest are just bad. Is the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, and that's getting a uh, a. Storyline reboot. Um, so the first one is still canon, but everything after that is actually, not. Oh, sorry. I've got to quickly just jump in. Um, change my thing. It's not Donald Pleasance. My favorite hero in the in, in a series of movies is Ash. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think of the evil dad. Well, we talked about him before, but Ash is just a boss. Like, he is. And did you actually see the series, um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Yes. Fuck, it was good. I loved it. What kind of a question is that? I like the yes. whole, I love the puppet as well. Like and that. the fact that it caught up to the Army of the Dead or Army of Darkness or whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the series ended. I was like, oh, you cunts. Well, it didn't really go into Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah, because of him going through the future. Yep, 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 sorry. My bad, yeah. Yeah, um, right at the end of Army of Darkness, he sleeps right throughout time. He yeah. wakes up in the future. And at the end of Ash vs. the Evil Dead, he wakes up in the future. And yeah. then the show got cancelled. And sadly, like, Bruce, you cunts. Bruce Campbell has also apparently retired the character. Yeah. Which is, um, oh, damn it. It's, Sam Raimi is kind of done with the Evil Dead series. Yeah. And like, I get it. They don't want to just do it to death, but it's so good. So, um, And the remake wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't as good. It would I never be as good. But days, it wasn't that re- bad. I haven't seen the remake yet. It's pretty good. Hmm. It's not to the extent that the good one, the original is, but it's pretty good. It it holds up. Okay. I'm just going to say that. It's a good watch. It's not, yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we've walked our talk and well, I've walked our walk. You've rolled your roll and I've (laughs) shook my shake. Um, Oh god. That definitely if you don't them. if people don't give us lollies tonight, we will haunt your dreams forever. Halloween. Well, that kinda came out of nowhere. I was just I was just gonna like you well, know It's the Halloween special, so I've gotta give them something freaky. They want something freaky? They want something freaky, just 
we should just like put like the picture for at the end of this. We should just have a sudden burst of a picture, and it's just us in mankinis or something. <laughs> if only that were possible. Why is it not possible? I've got two. I'll send you one. <laughs> no, no, I mean to put an image at the end of an audio oh, recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yes, that yeah. is the end of the show. <laughs> uh, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, search before school on YouTube. It will come up. Worry, uh, like, share, and subscribe. What was that? There's nothing of us in mankinis on um, YouTube. Don't worry, people. <laughs> no, there's not yet. Anyway, but uh, like, share, subscribe, comment on all the videos. They're all good. At the moment, Jay's top 10 uh, ridiculous theories in the potential of a flat earth. I can't remember the full name. Something like that. But... Either way, it's just... that. Yeah. That top 10 was painful. <laughs> um, oh, dude, I'm still struggling to write mine. Yeah, I know. You got. You should give me another. Uh, one it's not coming sometime. this week. Give me another one to do sometime. Give me something. Fun. I will. Well, do if you want to stay with. Oh, the horror I'm gonna theme, get like, back at you. If we want to stay with a horror theme, I could do like top ten horror villains. It's a simple one. It's fun. I'm not gonna hate it. Hey, go, go cool. for it. Go for your life. I I won't mind making that one. Uh, if in case you don't realize, on the current video. There are no uh, copyright uh, images at the bottom because I didn't want to, one, give these fucking idiots anything to, uh, any kind of recognition for the theories of their photos. And two, I didn't want to associate anyone with those fucking morons. Yeah, with the, um, flat earth theory. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on you Twitter at before IWC. They don't believe in the dinosaurs. <laughs> God, I still hate that. Did you see be... what I did on that bit underneath your voice? Do you really... When you went, don't believe in dinosaurs. I put broken glass under each word. Uh, just. Hunt was fucked. Um, more impactful. Yeah, I don't want yeah. uh, to talk about it no more. <laughs> uh, we still want to hear from our, all of our listeners, all of our high demo, uh, one listener. Uh, stories about what got you into anything in pop culture. I'm changing a little bit from last week. Uh, pretty much just email us a voice clip. At bef uh, before IWC at gmail.com and I will edit it and put it in the show. Yeah, like we want to hear back from you guys. Like, not just feedback saying how great we are and how you guys want to see. We are. Yeah, we know that. Um, and how everyone wants a sex tape between us. And, like, to be honest, that could come out at some point if the money is right. Um, it's been recorded, but yeah. we haven't publicized it yet. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, <laughs> It's surprising to say the least. Um, but yeah, like we want to hear back from you guys, like things you like, things you want us to do again, think like other topics you want us to go over ideas you have for us to go over, um, challenges and ideas for top tens to make me swear at the, um, recording in the microphone. Like, <laughs> like my like, job it, it ten times it's, fun. Hard. it's really fun for us. Like 
like we love this podcast because it's just two mates talking about stuff that we love and both share um hearing from other yeah. people and adding to it just makes it even more fun for us so yeah if you've got something you want to say or something you want to add or just any ideas or just want to tell us how awesome how much you enjoy listening to us while you're masturbating um go for it we would love to hear that not hearing the masturbating itself though it is flattering um but yeah yeah exactly exactly uh we we want to connect with the people that are listening to us whether you're a fan or not Mm. we just want to connect with you in a non-sexual way me anyway yeah i was gonna say you're speaking for yourself (laughs) then um yes exactly anyway uh yeah uh patreon patreon.com forward slash before iwc support the podcast right now it's only set up for the podcast i'll figure out what to do with the uh youtube channel later uh facebook facebook.com forward slash before iwc uh if you want to follow my personal twitter it's at Tom Dom, Tom underscore Dom 89. Uh, Jay doesn't have one because he's not one of the cool kids. Uh, no, I do have a Twitter. I um, just never used it. No, I haven't used it in yonks. Um, <laughs> okay. If I start doing stand-up gigs again, I'll probably start bringing it back. But um, at the moment, yeah, my stand-up, my um, Twitter's just dead. I use, it to look, I use my Twitter yeah. to look up amateur porn stars. Um, that's really about it. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, gross. But Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the plugging shit that I've got to do, I think. Anyway. We don't have an Instagram. We don't have any TikTok. I'm thinking to myself, we don't have Twitch. Yeah, that's everything. Uh, And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, what is Pinpoint? I still don't know. I think it's a point. I can't pinned. Exactly. I came up with the motherfucking concept. I still have no idea what it is. Isn't that you just trying to get through life? Yeah. Could be it. Docu series about a day in the life of a cripple. Why did I say that so aggressively? Yeah, I know. That's the most angry sounding fish I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. anyway uh, come, come, yeah. Come, fuck off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.